Welcome to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where I share inspiring stories of ordinary people who walk out God's Word and discover radical results along the way. the word marriage, what do you think about? Does it bring joy? Does it bring sadness? Does it bring an ache? Does it bring a longing? Does it bring a desire? So many times marriage can bring heartache and that's what we're going to be talking about today on Walk It Out. My guests are Michael and Carly Kirchival and this is the first time that I've had a couple on the Walk It Out podcast, but I know you are going to love it. You're going to enjoy hearing from them. I was just so inspired to hear their story, and I cannot wait to meet them in person someday because they are just flowing with love for God, for each other. And it just really encouraged me. Now, I feel like I have a great marriage, and I probably don't talk about John as often as I should. I was, as I mentioned before, 17, pregnant, um, abandoned by my boyfriend. When I started praying for my future husband, I prayed that God would bring me someone that would love me and love my son. And he did. John and I were married when Corey was nine months old, and he truly has been an amazing gift to me, and I say that all the time. Now, one of the cool things about our marriage is John has always encouraged me. When I was 22 years old and pregnant with my third baby and had this crazy idea that I wanted to be a Christian writer, John was there. He encouraged me. He um, encouraged me to go to those first writing workshops with my friend Cindy. He um encouraged me as he stayed home with the kids and I went to my first writer's conference, left two little kids at home. I was pregnant with my third. He encouraged me when I needed to get up early, stay up late. He has taken the kids on Saturdays so I could write. He has always been my biggest fan and I am so thankful for that. I am so thankful. And one thing we're going to be talking about um, on the podcast today with Michael and Carly is communication. And they have some wonderful tools, but I think this is the one thing that really can pull a marriage apart when people start living two separate lives. They're not communicating. They're going their own separate ways really hinders the marriage. And that's one of the things John and I do. We talk about um, five years from now, what we would like to be doing 10 years from now, where we'd like to see ourselves. We talk about our kids and who's doing well with our kids, who needs prayers and that we pray, you know, we pray together for our kids and we talk through situations on how we need to handle our kids. We talk through holidays, we talk through travel schedules, and I think it makes all the difference. Um, And I think you also are going to be encouraged by Mike and Carly's story. I was so encouraged to hear how he ended up in the military. It's amazing. Um, But also I love their desire to encourage marriages and families and the resources they're putting together. So here we go. I know you will be blessed.
This is super fun and walk it out today because this is the first time I've had a married couple together on my podcast. So I'm super excited to introduce Mar- Mike and Carly Kirchival. I was concentrating so much on the last name. <laughs> I almost said Mark instead of Mike. So welcome guys to Walk It Out. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for being here. I just just have admired so much of what you guys have done online and just how you minister to couples and families and um, just really pour yourself out. But I would love first just telling my audience um, a little bit about your guys' self and your family. Okay, well, I'm Carly Kirchival and I'm married to Mike Kirchival. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been married for a little over 18 years now, and we actually met while we were attending Washington State University. And we have three precious children whom one graduate, we've homeschooled from the beginning, uh, our first graduated last year. And then Michael is actually, uh, he's been homeschooling our two youngest sons last year and this year. Yeah. Yeah. And also with Carly and I, we, we both met at a, you know, in Washington State University, but to also mention this, our kids, homeschooling our kids, uh, Solomon and Malachi, it's been an awesome blessing. I've been out of the military and I've had this opportunity to homeschool our boys. And so, yeah. Yeah. And we started um, our website, fulfillingyourvows.com. We had started that in 2012 and it's just kind of been the thing that we've, God's been telling us that we're going to do for a long time and we weren't necessarily resistant, but it's just been really nice as Michael got out of the military that we've just had a lot more time to focus on the callings that God had given us and and the dreams he placed in our heart over 20 years ago. Yes. Yeah. That is so cool. Well, Michael, first of all, thank you for your service. And um, I just love, my husband was was, was a Marine. I guess you're never supposed to say was. So <laughs> he was in the Marine Corps. <laughs> um, so I understand but that was before we met, but I know it must be hard um, being married and being in the military. I know there's a large, divorce rate. So I would just love to hear more about, you know, even your first years of marriages and maybe some of the challenges or struggles that you guys had. Yeah, gosh. I mean, we have had so many <laughs> challenges and struggles yep. um, over the course of our marriage. But I think honestly, the toughest, some of the toughest were, you know, the loss of two children. That was, that was really, yeah. really hard. Um, we had actually just moved to New York. It was our first duty station. And Michael was set to go to Iraq in a week. And I lost, um, that was the first loss that we had had. And it was hard because, yeah. you know, Michael had to kind of have his game face on, so to speak, about to go to combat. You know, this was the, the beginning of the Iraq war. And it was just, I mean, there was a lot of unknowns. And this wasn't something that um, we had ever experienced, obviously, before. And so things like that. And, and I think another hard, hard thing was, were the years of separation due to the combat tours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That It was really hard for us being apart. However, what we did, we did, we, we actually, we used Skype. We talked to each other. We had Bible studies. We basically still encouraged one another. We made sure we made every effort to put God first and to not lose sight on things that we were dreaming about and goals that we had as a family. We were not going to allow the loss of a child or us being separated apart. And just the stresses on both ends for Carly and myself to set a wedge in between us. Yeah, we were really determined. I think, Tricia, what you mentioned about, 
you know, the divorce rate is very, very high mm-hmm. um, amongst military families. And I, I think the main component, I mean, it's clear to us, the only reason we made it two reasons. The first reason was, was Christ. We yes. did our very best while we're imperfect at best. We've done our best to keep him at the center as the head of, of our household. But in addition to that, we were called, you know, a lot of times people go places that they're not called and then they get destroyed. It's, it's sad to watch. It reminds me of the seven sons of Sceva. Like, you know, they went out trying to cast out these demons and different things in the street and they ended up getting beat up by the spirits because they weren't called to be there. And Right. As hard as it was to, because so, so to kind of rewind a little bit, when Michael and I saw what had happened, nine eleven, he joined in response to that. So yeah. we had no, he had no ambitions to be in the military. We were living our lives. We had graduated Restrated. from Washington yep. State University. We had purchased our first home. Yep. We had just had our first baby. Hannah was only like four months old when this had happened, and then the next thing I know, Michael felt compelled to to go. And so that was tough. Just hearing that was kind of like, oh, I mean, you want to go to war? And it wasn't that he wanted to go to war as much as he said the Holy Spirit was talking at his heart. And we prayed and we prayed and we cried and we prayed and we knew the answer was clear. He needed to join. So I think that that's that's been the deciding factor was that, you know, the, the twofold thing that I said that God called us and we've done our very best to keep him at the center. That is so amazing because I think a lot of people that they are interested like in the military from the start. So you kind of know when you get married that this is going to be our lives, but that wasn't your life. Um, that wasn't the life that you planned, but it was God's call. And now, Michael, I have to ask you because I know um, for people in combat, you know, sometimes they almost have to push their families out of their mind because it's so hard focusing on combat, on the duty they're supposed to do. And then their families at home. Was that hard for you balancing the two? It was very hard for me. I know first and foremost, it's very important that that you have a strong relationship with Christ one-on-one for yourself. Just praying, you know, doing everything I know to do for my family, but also I I see my fellow soldiers as my extended family too. So we need to do our mission that is set before us in combat but I also need to lay down the groundwork for my family and, and allowing God and trusting God that he's going to bring it all together, pointing it towards him. So yes, it was very stressful. Um, there was times where, you know, a lot of emotions go on. You, you miss your family, the holidays, um, just, you know, loss of, of someone, all those things go through your head. But at the end, I made every effort to say, you know, I trust you, God, that you're going to work it all out. And he has worked it out. Now, you mentioned the holidays and the holidays are coming up. Um, what can people do? And this is this wasn't on my plan, but I'm, I'm just throwing this in there. What can people do to support um, members of the military during the holidays? I would definitely say as a spouse, um, just don't ask and just do serve. If you see a practical need that you can meet, if you see a mom, because a lot of military spouses like myself, we're not trying to be prideful, but we're very used to doing things on our own. So we don't necessarily reach out and ask for help because we're so busy doing. Um, and so I would just say one of the biggest things that, that you can do to bless a military family is if you see any sort of a practical need, just meet it. Don't even ask them because they're probably going to say no. <laughs> so it's, it's easy to do that. And I think for the soldiers, Mike can definitely answer that one better. Yeah. For the, you know, from the soldier's point of view, Definitely sending like care packages and things simple like toothpaste, 
cookies, a card, just to, just to let the soldier know that, hey, we're praying for you. We're thinking of you. We appreciate what you're doing. And we know things might be a little tough right now during the holiday season, but we want to we want to personally thank you for what you do. Those little things, they go a long way because most soldiers, if they're not um, at home with their family or, or doing things that they like to do in their personal time, they're thinking about what's going on back home. Yeah. A couple of years ago, well, probably about 10 years ago, um, one of my high school friends was stationed over there and I sent him some of my novels to read and he's, you know, he read them, but he said they got passed all around the base because they were new, you know, they were, they were, they didn't have a lot of meat reading material. And they'd read all that they had. And that was so neat. It, it made me realize that there's even something um, that I can do. And then he sent back a flag that had flown over their base there. So I was, that's like our, one of our prized possessions. <laughs> like they had sent that back to me. Just so thankful that, you know, we thought of him. Yeah. So I have a quick funny story when you, when you mentioned the, the bucks and whatnot, um, we had an Xbox and a, and a Wii sent to one of the, during one of my deployments, we didn't have any access to any other things other than our dining facility. And we had a few computers so imagine all these soldiers, <laughs> good meal, but they're playing the Wii, like Wii Sports, uh, while eating on a, on a small, you know, decent sized screen TV. But um, everyone had a good time because someone put thought in that. And I, I thank my wife, Carly, for spearheading that as well. <laughs> That's so cool. Now, another thing, too. Um, Carly, you mentioned just how military wives have to just like be strong and they're, I mean, they have no choice. Like you have to tackle all these things on your own and, um, you know, handle the kids and I mean, all the, the things at home. Is it hard? I know when my husband travels, it's hard for me. You know, he nearly travels for a week at a time, but I like kind of, I'm running things and then he comes back and I'm like, oh wait, I need to let you run things now. Or I need to kind of step back in that role. Is it hard for military wives to to tackle that? Yes, for sure. Because the reintegration is always tough, especially when Mike was in um, the army. The deployments are always a year or more, and so when you're doing everything for a year, and for us in particular, we also didn't have any like family support. So um, that's a whole different podcast for another time. <laughs> um, but so having to do everything and having this system and I'm very type A, I'm very organized. So, you know, I'd get these systems down and then daddy comes home and everything's disrupted. And that was a challenge reintegrating and then having to say goodbye and then reintegrating constantly because the children are growing. They're at different stages and phases of life. Michael, you know, he's missing out on the experience part of being a parent while he's been a parent the same length of time. His experience is many years behind mine because he hasn't, wasn't here, you know? And so, yeah, it, it was difficult. It was difficult on the children. Um, and, and it puts a, a bit of a strain on the marriage, but I have to be honest because our foundation, just the way that God founded our marriage, it wasn't quite as difficult as it was for people that I was seeing around us. Um, they really couldn't it was so much more difficult because of pride and there was just all this hurt and this anger and, and these deep seated issues that, that kept happening over and over again with no resolve. And so we're just grateful that, that we had Christ. Yes, yes, there was conflict and things happened and, and words were said that shouldn't and emotions were, you know, crazy at times. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, I have to say it was just more difficult on the children. Uh, and that's what, as a mama, of course, that was the hardest part for me that hurt my heart to see my sons, in particular, my sons crying out 
you know, there was some deployments where one of our sons, Malachi, he literally would curl up in a ball every single night at, at bedtime because he was so used to daddy reading the Bible and praying with him. I wasn't going to do. Mommy was not okay. It needed to be daddy. And we, Michael would always record videos. So every deployment he went on, he had, well, in the beginning it was tapes because we didn't really have access. I mean, you know, technology's <laughs> changed over the years. So he would record tapes, you know, talking to Hannah, praying, that, you know, reading her favorite books, you know, even kind of talking to them about things that if he didn't return, you know, advice that he wanted them to have and stuff. And, and while that was okay for the youngest and the oldest, our middle child didn't want that. And he would be crying in a ball, like unconsolable. And those were, I think, the most difficult things. And even today we have, um, have a neighbor across the street and her husband's gone and just that's what she's said is her most difficult part is the emotions of the children because they hurt, they hurt and there's nothing you can do. I mean, you can love them and pray, but for whatever reason they need to go through that. Yeah. And that's so good that you're there and you understand that hurt. Cause I think so many times, you know, we're hurting, but there's not someone else that can understand that. And it's just knowing that someone's been there and God has brought them through really makes a huge difference. Yes. Now, Michael, you mentioned, um, you know, you would talk about hopes and dreams and all these things, you know, as you're Skyping. Was it always in your plan to have these ministries that would impact families? Because I know you guys pour out so much and do so many wonderful things to reach families. Was this something that you had planned or was it something new that God brought into your lives? It was something that that God had put it in both Carly and I in our lives, even before I joined the military to really teach married couples and really show them the importance of setting goals and not losing sight of those goals. And the challenge was, God, how do, how do I keep that passion and fire or that desire while I'm being a soldier, you know, in combat and doing what I need to do and, adjust, and Carly adjusting to our kids because I'm not there, you know? So it, it was always in us. But we didn't know the seasons that we were going to go through to walk that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like God says, okay, here's a ministry. Now you're going to live it out so you can really help people. Right? Yes. <laughs> well, and it's funny you ask that because when we were at the university, so when we graduated a lot, we had a really small um, core group of, of college friends that were in this college ministry with us. And most all of them left to go to Bible colleges yeah. because many of the men felt like they were called to be pastors. And so Mike really wanted to go. It was like his, he wanted to go. I mean, people were going to ORU, to Oral Roberts. Some people were going to Raymond. Like there was all these people, but us, we stayed and everybody left. And yeah. it was tough because it wasn't so hard on me just because I didn't, um, I had a different stirring in my heart. But it was hard for Mike. And then he joined the military. And that environment is not conducive to Christ. I mean, it was just, I always called it a disorganization instead of an organization because it's just so, it's so worldly and just ungodly. And so, yeah, here we are like 20 years later, I feel like it's kind of coming full circle. And a lot of those hopes and dreams that God gave us, is now, or we're just now starting to come to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know one of the things most couples struggle with is communication and you have a lot of resources that help with this, but let's talk about your planner first, because I was watching a video on your Facebook page where you're explaining, explaining this. And I really think my husband and I have good communication, but as you're going through the planner, I'm like, Oh yeah, we should talk about that more. <laughs> or, oh yeah, we should, we should sit down and really go over some of those things. So I'm excited to start using that um, with my husband, but tell us first about the planner. 
Well, we, we were talking one day because we, we created a course and we were like, we need a resource to kind of go ahead of this to just kind of make sure that this need is really being met. We wanted feedback and whatnot. And, and we just kind of went through and went through our goal setting process and tried to make it as simple and plain on paper as possible. So essentially, Michael and I, when we first got married, we always would we sit down and we make short term goals and we make long term goals. And we also take communion over those goals. Um, It's just something that God had put in our heart. Like you just take communion, kind of seal the deal. And we, you know, as we went through the years, we've always done this. We go and reevaluate the goals. And we started to think, we just assumed everybody did this because, you know, you don't really know what other people are doing. And when we started talking about it, people are like, wait, what? You guys, oh, wow. Like I set personal goals or maybe we have goals for like our finances or or we don't set goals at all. We'd love to. We don't know how. What does that even look like? And so that's kind of where all these things are birthed from is, you know, we had been doing this for nearly two decades together. And then it was like, well, it's time to put this out there, I guess, you know, to help people. And so I think what's really cool is that, you know, most people that we come across, they they definitely want to set goals in the area of their marriage, but they also want to set goals for their family, for their health. Yep. for their finances. Um, and, you know, there's other things, business and, and whatever people have that's important to them. And so we thought, well, let's sit down, put together a resource that couples can easily sit down and just communicate. Like you said, communicating together over because Mike and I have done a lot of things not very well. But one thing that um, God has definitely kept us very strong in that he's gifted us in is, is communicating. Yes. Um, just very deep, very often. And um, we're thankful for that. So essentially, yeah, it's just a planner, but it's it's more couples oriented. Yes. And it's, you know, from, you know, my opinion is it's easy to digest. It's not overwhelming. It's just like, hey, you know what? Let's put these ideas and these dreams on paper so we can both see what we're striving for and we can refer back to it, you know, because there could be people out there that could be thinking, hey, I have it in my mind. Why do I need to write it down? Well, it's just something that goes on in your brain. When you write something down, you look at it, you talk about it. Things are triggered in your brain to give you more of a passion and and getting it accomplished. And the good thing about it is, and that's when the communication comes in. How are we going to do this with God's help? Yeah, um, I didn't plan on something life circumstances because they're going to happen to everyone we're not painting the picture that it's uh perfect however you can fall back on your your goals and dreams to say you know what remember when we talked about this you know there could be some people out there that might be like hey the kids might have grown up grown and left the house and you might have lost sight of some of those goals due to raising kids however you're still on this earth go back to those goals and let's, you know, put your heads together with this planner and figure this out and go tackle it. And what's nice, too, is it's a test. It's kind of like a written testimony because Michael yeah. and I have yep. kept track for a long time, just different things that we believe God for. And we were praying and believing God for. And then we would write dates when he yeah. would answer those prayers. And if they weren't answered yet, we would continuously stand on the word. We always have scriptures. We were taught some really great stuff when, we, when I first got saved. My pastor would always encourage us and he would just say, look, guys. Um, that's awesome that you want me to pray for you, but what, what scripture are you standing on? What are you believing God for? Yeah. And it was challenging. It kind of initially it offended me. I was, cause I was a new believer and I was just like, wait, what? You're not going to just pray for me? Like, why do I have to prove it? You know, 
But I love that he did that because he knew that we needed to be challenged. And I remember him sitting down in his office and telling Michael and I that I'm going to challenge you guys because I see the call and you guys have to be ready. And so I'm so glad he did that. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. And I think a lot of people don't get that. Um, Just that challenge. I mean, we didn't even have like marriage counseling or anything before we got married like we just got married and then we're like oh my goodness why are we having all these problems like and so I love that now you're taking the tools that you you've learned and you're helping other people and I think so many marriages that I hear about like you never expect these divorces and they just grew apart or you know they're and it's because they're not communicating they're not having those goals and those dreams and coming together and saying how are we going to fulfill these things as a couple they're just kind of going their own ways and I think it's so important that they take that time they come together because you're right life is going to bring surprises and sometimes God will even call you to things I mean we never expected to adopt seven children so that's a that's brought a lot of challenge to our lives but the one thing we do is we come together and we talk about it okay these are the issues or this is what's going on and this is what the plan is and um you know what could have pushed us apart and the same with you with the loss of you know children I mean these things usually push people apart um but when you have God and you come together it just makes your marriage stronger. Yes. That's so good. You know, and it's true, Trisha, when you were just talking about the, just the communication aspect of things, I think what, what happens when we do that, when we're intentional about our communication, whether it's with, with God and prayer or, you know, our spouse or our children, you know, we just start to really get a deeper love for one another, even yeah. if you're not trying to. I mean, I know that we've counseled couples over the years that, they were really trying to go apart. They just were done. They were tired. You know, they had been trying to do things in their own strength for so long and they were just exhausted. But through communicating, even just having that planned time, even if they didn't really talk much during the week, but they come together with us and, and, you know, we're talking with them and, and showing them just different things, you know, helping guide them through what they're going through. And just through those intentional times, they just started to to feel that love of God again for, you know, first for God, that holy communication that we need to have with Jesus, but then for one another. And I think that that's been a huge, like a byproduct of the, of a blessing, you know, coming out of the communication. Cause there's been plenty of times where I can see how people make the choices that they do that would separate them. You know, I understand that we've been through some tough things and I can see how I could have easily made the same choice as somebody else but just that conviction power of the Holy Spirit, you know, yeah. just constantly coming back. Because Mike and I said, hey, we knew our marriage wouldn't be perfect because we both grew up in very tumultuous homes. We are first generation Christians um, that, you know, we're just forging a path that, that God has called us to to create for our future generations. And yeah. one of the things that Michael and I promised each other in the beginning was that we knew we wouldn't have a perfect marriage. We knew that we were going to endure hard seasons of life, but that we would be completely honest with one another, no matter how we felt. And that there's been times where feelings have been hurt and things have been said that, you know, you wouldn't want to, you would say, I'd never want to say that to my spouse, but through it all, because of the honesty and the connection and just that being intentional, we have found that our marriage has just continued to grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And I mean, leave it up to us. We would have destroyed our marriage probably on our wedding night. Who knows? I mean, we may not have ever made it to the altar, you know, it just would have been <laughs> crazy. But I think another driving factor for us is, you know, when God called us all those years ago and he told us that we were going to minister to, we were going to change culture and we were going to do it through marriage. And obviously as newlyweds, you hear that and you're like, 
kind of gung ho, but then also know that, well, it's probably not going to happen yet because yeah. you just got married, <laughs> you know? Um, but, but in looking at that, that's been the major driving force, the conviction that God has always said that you're going to change culture. I'm going to use you, uh, you know, to change culture through marriage, because we know that if, if there's a healthy marriage and the family's going to be healthier, yeah. the children are going to have a healthier upbringing. And, and we're both very passionate because of, you know, what we saw, like we both grew up in divorced households. So yeah. our, our biological parents got divorced when we were very, very young new parents came into the situation who did not love us, who made it like very obvious and, 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 you know, that we were not their children. We both actually yeah. share that. Um, so there was a lot of hurt isolation. Um, we were very much alone. We, we were both very isolated. And though it was very, very painful, when we look back, God brought us out. He protected us, even though I hadn't accepted, I didn't receive Jesus until I was 22. So it's been 20 years now. Um, but even though, we, I hadn't received him. He was still there protecting me. And I yeah. see how he guided the path. And I mean, Mike and I, we lived like, what, maybe five, seven minutes away from each yeah. other. Yeah, and we, we never, didn't meet we, until, yeah, we went, until we were in college. Or in college, in college on the other side yeah. of the mountains. Wow. And so it's just, I just love how, how God did that because good Lord, had we replicated even remotely any part of what we grew up under, we would not be on your podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I can I can relate to that so much. I didn't know my biological dad growing up, and my mom married my stepdad when I was four, but he was very distant. Um, I had a younger brother who was his biological son, and he was much more interested in my younger brother than he was me. In fact, in um, him and my mom are divorced now, and I if I don't call him, I don't talk to him. Like he'll never call, he'll never check on me. Like he raised me from four to eighteen, and um, it's just so hard. You like you want that love and you want that attention and um, you want someone to, you know, be there for you and support you. And so it is hard when you go into marriage um, with all these broken pieces <laughs> kind of yeah. of yourself. Um, and we can, you know, I remember just, just wanting my husband to be everything to me at the beginning and realizing, okay, wait, this is not going to work. Okay. I need Jesus to be everything to me. And then I could, you know, my husband and I can come together, but there's those expectations and you're right. If it wasn't for God and um, just his word, just, just digging into his word. And that's another thing I want to bring up is um, your, book, uh, Consecrated Conversations, because I love it because I've been looking through it. And, um, you know, on chapter two, the first activity, you know, that starts the conversation is take time to find 10 verses in the Bible about love. You're like, you're just starting with the Bible. Like, you know, it's not, it's not like Michael and Carly, these are our thoughts, but let's go to the Bible and let's take you back to God's word. So tell us a little bit about this book and what your desire is for it. Well, Michael and I, um, we, I just love God. We have, you know, how you get a lot of ideas, but um, not all of them are from the Lord. And so <laughs> we kind of had an, an idea for a different devotional that God quickly said no. And he said, here's what I want you guys to do. I need you to talk about how to have consecrated, holy conversations with me and one another. And so this was kind of the baby of, you know, the birth of the, the child that he put in us, if so to speak, um, with all these, with these different things that we had walked through. So essentially, we are, we are really trying to just say, hey, if you guys can sit down and dedicate some time to one another, which is very important, right in marriage, it kind of starts there for a lot of the people. Um, because a lot, usually it's one or the other spouse is more dedicated to the Lord. Um, and maybe one isn't. 
saved or the other just isn't, you know, as interested in learning about Jesus. And so it usually, the draw in there is people want to spend more time with each other. And so Mike and I, we sat down and we prayed and God just started pouring all these different topical things, these areas. And he said, this is what I want you to do. These are the verses that I want you to use. And you sprinkle in your experience, other verses, but challenge them to have holy conversations. And what does that even look like? Right? So you hear the word consecrated, you know, it's probably good and it's you know, it sounds like it's about the Lord, (laughs) (laughs) but just that's what he kept saying is holiness. I need them to have holy conversations. They need to change their speech. They need to change their thought life. They need to change their source. It needs to shift to me or shift back to me. And so what, one of the things that Michael and I um, are going to, are developing, we're in the process of developing is we're going to have kind of like a a membership in a way that it's consecrated conversations and there's going to be monthly teachings that come out with worksheets, you know, practical applications of each month's study to teach people about these holy conversations that we can have with God and each other and what that does for your marriage and what the Bible has to say about it. So there's a lot that that um, goes into all of this, but essentially it's that holiness that we want to cultivate through marriage. And we... We wrote it in a way, and as far as this membership too, it's going to tie in two things. We, we're doing it in a way to where some people are like, hey, I cannot commit to doing something new every day. You know? And I'm typically, that's my nature, is to, like, I'll get overwhelmed. Those 365-day devotionals overwhelms me because I'm like, man, I didn't do it yesterday, and I'll start beating myself up. So it's it's written in a way to where, it's going to challenge you, but you, it's not going to be out of um, you feel like it's legalistic or or demanding. It's going to be like, man, I, I didn't know you felt this way about this. Yeah, let's see what God has to say about it, yes. and how can we bring this into our life? That's where the the, the consecrated conversation, that peace, the magic happens. There is you guys communicating but you're, you're focusing on Jesus and it's fun and you're dealing with real life, practical, um, real world situations. You're not having to leave and go into a building or somewhere else to make the magic happen. You can do it in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. It's not always fun. It is fun, but it's, trust me, some of it's not fun. <laughs> some of like- it's not, but, but in the end it will pay off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I just love how you guys are just working so hard to just say, okay, how can we help couples? Okay, we can do this. Here's a devotional. <laughs> you know, we talked about courses. Um, what is your, I guess, your overall goal to when you when a couple comes, um, what is your goal for them as you provide all these resources for them? Basically, we want to take them on a journey to realize their desires for marriage. Cause what we found is that very few people actually know what they want. And kind of like you said, you know, some people just get married and, and there's nothing wrong with these things, right? We all come to marriage in different ways. And, but very few people that we've talked to and counseled over the years actually know what they want. It's usually influenced by culture. Maybe it's what their mama said, their grandma said, you know, maybe it's what that one worship song told them marriage was supposed to be, but it wasn't really what they wanted. And so we walk them through a journey. We, we essentially are kind of known for resetting a compass. You know, you have a compass. We have this process that we go through in our course, the goal setting for couples course, where we get them back to their true north, if that makes sense. 
you know, say, taking them through these different questions as individuals first, because it's so important that you know what you want as a person first yes. with Christ at the center. And even for non-Christians, this has been working. You know what you want as an individual first so that when you come together and get married, you guys can hash things out. Because there's a lot of hashing out that Mike and I did before we got married. A lot, <laughs> you know. I mean, we still hash things out, but yep. it was like, whoa, it was very intense before we got married. We did a lot of um, soul searching and just really put everything on the line. And so that process, again, we thought that everybody did that because we were just young and dumb. We just thought, oh, everybody does this. But then God was saying, no, they don't. This is the process I took you through so you can teach others about it now. And so essentially we want to get them to realize their dreams as individuals and as a couple, and then help them set goals, realistic goals, right? Because a lot of people might, might say, oh, I want to you know, become the next princess of Wales, you know, and it's like, well, that's probably not going to happen. But having those realistic goals, giving them the parameters to set the goals, and then how to we walk them through the process of planning to get there short term, long term. And then also we help them go through the process, which very few people we found do is the reevaluation process. What's working? What's not? And we do that monthly. Um, if we're doing business stuff, it's, you know, it's all different, but typically in every system that we use, it's monthly, we reevaluate. Yeah. And then once that happens, we also walk them through what happens when you don't say, when you don't achieve your goals, um, disappointments, you know, different life seasons, you know, monkey wrenches, whatever you want to call them that pop up. What can we do to not lose our momentum, to not lose our faith, to stay on the course? And yeah. so it's, that's the whole thing that, you know, we used to just kind of generally minister about marriage and we still have a lot of blog. I mean, we have thousands of blog posts about any topic related to marriage, but in really just God speaking to us and clarifying our message, we realized that this is what we've been doing together for nearly two decades, even as newlyweds. And so this is what gives us joy. This yeah. is what we're called to do. And yep. it's what we enjoy doing. Yes, we do. Wow. I love that so much. And I know I'm listening. I'm like, okay, yeah, you, I mean, I just love what you're doing. I love your heart. Um, I want to help promote you guys as much as I can, because I know there's such a need. So where can people, if they're like, okay, where can I sign up? Tell us where they can go to get more information about your books and courses and all that you guys have going on. You can get to everything by going to fulfillingyourvows.com. We do have, um, you know, like on our menu bar, you can get to our courses and you can get to our books and our resources. Um, our right now we have a wait list for our goal setting for couples course, and it's easily found at goalsettingforcouples.com. Um, right now it's just not open, but it's going to, we're going to reopen that in December and start walking people through, you know, hopefully what's going to be the best year of their marriage so far, you know? Nope. Um, but yeah, so those are the best place where you can, you know, find everything is going to be at fulfillingyourvows.com, but the course directly is the goal setting for couples.com. Absolutely. And there's so many good blog posts. I mean, just scanning down right now, um, common marriage problems and how to overcome them. Why we avoid the blame game in marriage. Five ways to help the spouse who is struggling. I'm, I mean, it's just like a treasure trove of information there, which is just wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, I just appreciate you guys being here so much. And I know I've been a fan of yours um, online for a long time, but just listening to your hearts has really meant a lot to me today. And I know it's meant a lot to my listeners. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so thank much you for so having much. us. Yep. And we're a big fan of yours too. So yep. <laughs> well, someday we just need to connect in person. I know. I know. Even our oldest child, Hannah, she's just like, oh, Trisha has another book. And mom, oh, because she wants to be a fiction writer too. She's She's definitely going down that path. And so I, said, I hey, love it. Keep watching Trisha. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I'd love to meet her someday too. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I just really appreciate it. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you. Well, what do you think? Don't you just love Michael and Carly? Seriously, I would love for them to be my neighbors. I think they would just be so encouraging. And I love how Michael homeschools his boys. I didn't touch about it. We kind of went off on a different subject, but what an amazing thing for two boys to have their dad there dedicated to them and homeschooling them. Um, I just think that is so wonderful. And I love what God is doing in their lives and how they are serving other people. So be sure to check out their resources. I highly recommend it. And I know that you will um, just be encouraged so much by what they're doing. And you can always check out those have um, fun Facebook live videos on their Facebook page. I sometimes will just, uh, when I want to be encouraged, I just go over there and listen to them chat about marriage. And I just love their interactions with each other. Well, today's Walk It Out verse is actually Ecclesiastes 4.9. And it says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And I am so thankful for my marriage and for marriages like Mike and Carly, who have just showed us what two people can do when they put their hearts together, when they put their minds together, when they set to serve others together, they do find good return for their labor. They're able to help, bless, encourage, inspire other families. So just um, be sure to thank if you have someone in your life that um, has encouraged you and inspired you, like Mike and Carly, just thank them, reach out to them, let them know just their example in their marriage, um, how it has been a blessing to you in your life. So here is our prayer today. Lord, I thank you so much for Michael and Carly. I thank you for their desire to impact a generation and help marriages. Um, I thank you that even as a young couple, you put this desire on their heart. I pray that you will bless them, bless their ministry, bless their children, Lord, and that they will find fruit for their labor. I pray that you'll do exceedingly more than they ever thought or imagined, dear Lord. Because I know you also have a desire for marriage. You are um, the one who designed it, Lord. And you know what an impact we can make when our marriages are dedicated towards you. I pray right now for the listener, Lord, that is having struggles in their marriages. I pray that um, you will just help them have wisdom. I pray for softened hearts. I pray for gentleness. I pray that you will bring a couple, someone else alongside them to help them and inspire them in their marriage. I pray for those maybe who are listening that want to be married and don't have um, 
anyone in sight, Lord, that you will just, if it is your will, Lord, that you will just, um, just help them, guide them, bring someone that they can spend their lives with, Lord. And I pray for those um, that we may all be encouraging of marriages whenever we have friends or family members that are putting down or really talking about about their marriage, that we will be the one to lift our voices and to bring hope into the situation and point them to you, Lord. And I thank you for all these things. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Walk It Out today. I am so thankful for you. And it's so fun to know that you are listening and that you care and that these podcasts are making a difference. Um, I would love it if you would go to iTunes and you would share what you um, are enjoying about my podcast. And if you want to leave a review, that would be awesome. Also, just drop me a note. Um, my email is super easy. It's just Trisha at TrishaGoyer.com. Let me know if you have an amazing guest you would like me to interview. Um, someone that you know from Christian publishing or Christian music. I'll, I'll do my best. Like I can't guarantee it all. But also let me know if you just have um, any thoughts or encouragement for this podcast. I would love to hear from you and to connect with you. As always, I'm so thankful for the sponsor of this podcast, and that is David C. Cook Publishing. They are the publishers of my books, Walk It Out and Calming Angry Kids. Um, And both of those books really dive deep into my story and sharing what God has done in our lives and encouragement to other people. So if you have angry kids that you need to calm, or if you want to know how to radically turn your life over to God and just just step out and say, I'm going to do what you asked me to do, then check out, walk it out, and then also check out Calming Angry Kids. Um, David C. Cook, they produce materials that provide the funds to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to over 100 countries, and I am so thankful for them. Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in today. I pray that you'll be encouraged. I pray that you'll be blessed. Share this episode with a friend and let me know your thoughts. Have a great week. Today's podcast was edited and produced by Author Media. Opening and closing music is from the song Wide Open Space by Life Worship, used with permission from Integrity Music.